Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Let's Talk Sports podcast. I am your host, Carl Miller, the voice of podcasting, where we talk all things sports. Ladies and gentlemen, college football is officially back, as this past Saturday night, the University of Miami and the University of the Florida Gators battled off in a the Camping World kickoff. Florida defeated Miami by a final score of 24 to 20 and what honestly and I didn't really catch the first quarter of the game but I did I did catch however most of the majority of the rest of the game um, from what I saw of the game from what I saw of the game it was a very uh, very sloppy game to say the least um, the officiating crew was just um, calling calls left and right on both teams it, it was just it, it, and it really got sloppy towards the last like minute and a half of the game uh, Florida got a lot of uh, pass interference calls and I and it really set up and, and for me it, re, it and it did it really set up Miami for a chance to win the game because uh, the game was just back and forth like like I've mentioned but it was just so sloppy um and Miami just fell short, and, and and what a way to start off the season for if you're Florida, you, you beat a I guess you can consider a rival, uh, in Miami, uh, but here's just some final numbers for both teams for Miami their quarterback Jay Williams, uh, he finished 19 of 30 for 214 yards, uh, he uh, finished with one touchdown no interceptions Miami's overall uh, running backs. Uh, they finished with 36 carries total for a total of 87 yards uh, total rushing. And, and and you might ask yourself, well, how is that? Well, their quarterback ran the ball 14 times and ran for negative 44 yards. Uh, as a total, like I said, uh, their quarterback threw for 214 yards. Their receivers caught 19 passes. Uh, their defense, as always, Miami's defense, uh, and this is what I kind of do like about college football. It's just the creativity of the young minds of the players. Uh, Miami's uh, defense, whenever they get a turnover, they bring out a turnover chain. And for this year, they switched it up. They switched it to the area code of Miami. Uh, they took out, and I didn't see this when it first happened, but I saw a picture pop up on, uh, on my Twitter um, and on my Bleacher Report app. They have a turnover chain now that has the area code 305, and it's got all the all like all the anything you can imagine that Miami would do. That's what Miami has, and then Miami also now also has a um, a chain from when they score on offense. Uh, anytime they score a touchdown on offense, they have a a chain for that too. That it's like kind of like brass knuckles. But it's it's it, from what I saw of it, from the pictures I saw of it, it was pretty cool. 
and I'm not going to complain. Uh, Miami caused four turnovers on defense, um, but and, and here's the thing with for Miami, you you have such a good good game on defense. You have a good game overall because Miami, uh, as far as the time of possession battle, and for me, uh, I think that the time of possession battle does not always mean anything because you can have the biggest time of possession in in the game but still lose because if if you look um, and, and listen to these numbers for the time of possession, Miami had 36 minutes and 13 seconds for time of possession and Florida only had 23 minutes and 47 seconds. Now here's another thing. You remember, like I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, broadcast, the the it, it was just going. It was a sloppy game back and forth. There was a lot of penalties. Miami had 14 penalties for 118 yards, and Miami uh, Miami uh, had 14 for 118, and Florida had nine for 100. Now I know nine's not really a big number, but if, if you are a head coach, you'd never want to see, uh, you never want to see your penalties reach past five because you're just—it's not setting a good example. But for Florida, Florida's final numbers: uh, Felipe Franks—he finished 17 for 27. He had 215, uh, 254 yards. He had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, and one of the interceptions was just a god-awful pass. I don't know why they were throwing the ball. This is when uh, Florida had the ball with a little bit, uh, I think it was less than four minutes remaining in the game, or it was just getting under the under the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. And I believe the score was already still setting at 24-20. to 20. And, you know, most most uh, most common sense would be, would be to run the football. Run the football, drain the clock, milk the clock, have Miami use their timeouts. And what does Felipe Franks do? He drops back, he passes the ball to, uh, he could have passed the ball to three, uh, three Miami uh, defenders on defense, and it, it was just a sloppy pass. Uh, but Florida's uh, running game, they finished with uh, 27 carries for for 52 yards. Not not a whole lot going on there for for Florida in the running game. Uh, but guys, it, it, it was a sloppy game. Now I will say this about Florida's defense. They had seven, I'm sorry, they had 10 sacks in the game. They had 10 sacks. That is a lot. That is a lot of sacks. And, and you know, the biggest thing I think with Miami, uh, from what I've heard or from what I was looking at, uh, from what I was watching the game, Miami, uh, need some help on the offensive line. Excuse me. Uh, their offensive line looked uh, very, very poorly, uh, and and I don't, and I don't think it helps with the also with the addition that you know you there was uh, the transfer the the whole thing with the transfer portal, and you have a guy in Tate Martell, I believe his name is, who was looking like he was going to be your starting quarterback, and then this other kid for Miami steps up and now Tate Martell was trying to try it out at receiver or whatnot. Uh, but Miami, you need some help on the offensive line. I know you open your ACC play against North Carolina coming up, but Miami needs some help on the offensive line. If Miami is going to look to do anything this year in the ACC or in general in the, uh, in college football, uh, 
But that was the game for this past Saturday, the uh, college football kickoff for the brand new 2019 season. It should be a fun and exciting season. I can't wait to see what happens. Also, uh, Hawaii upset it. Uh, Hawaii upset at Arizona. I guess you could say that's an upset for for most of college football. Uh, the the young kid I, and uh, for Hawaii, I, I I heard about this. I never I that I was meaning to watch the game. I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, unfortunately, I did not watch the game um, from what happened. But I I just I wanted to know, and, and if I can find it, that would be. That would be awesome if I could find it, but supposedly uh, this kid for Hawaii, he's a wide receiver. He just went off. He went off on uh, on 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 Arizona's defense. Uh, if I can find it, that would be very nice. Let me see if I can find it real quick. This is probably the toughest thing about about the about doing this is trying to find oh here we go okay I found it so this uh, this young man uh, Cedric Bird uh, wide receiver for Hawaii had a four touchdown night now he was the only kid who caught the touchdown passes from their quarterback C McDonald and it, it was just, it did not look like a good game for either quarterback. I'm looking at the stats right now. Uh, Arizona's quarterback had three touchdowns, two interceptions, and Hawaii's quarterback, he had the four touchdowns, and he had four interceptions. My goodness gracious. Uh, but Cedric Bird, uh, he finished with 14 receptions, 224 yards, four touchdowns. Big, big night for Cedric Bird. Um, let's see. For some, for some, uh, there there was something about this game. I believe it was about Cedric Bird. He he was he broke a lot of uh, records. Anyways, um, so like I said, happy to happy that college football is officially back. Um, can't wait to see what happens this year. I think it's going to be a, a fun fun season to see to see what happens. Uh, should be great. And also, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for anyone that did not see this on Saturday, the breaking news that happened, and this was this ha- this happened to break out why Florida and Miami were playing, and I did not want I did not believe it when I first seen it. But anytime you see anything being broken, uh, that that's broke uh, by Adam Scheffner, you should you should honestly you should believe it. Uh, there was a breaking news that popped up on my TV as I was sitting watching the game, and. It said that Andrew Luck had informed the Colts that he was going to retire, and and honestly, this was so shocking to me. I did not believe it, and then I started getting more and more uh, of the same thing, saying Andrew Luck, uh, breaking news: Andrew Luck is retiring from the NFL after seven seasons. Um, he, here's the thing, and you know, a lot of people want to probably criticize Andrew Luck for for the way that he went about it, and and I have nothing against what. Excuse me. I have nothing against what Andrew Luck was trying to do, and and looking at Andrew Luck's uh, career numbers, 
He finished his NFL career with 171 passing touchdowns to 83 interceptions. He finished with a 60.8 completion uh, percentage of rating. He finished with 23,671 passing yards, a passing rating average of 89.5. He had 1,500. Uh, he had 1590. Uh, he had 1,590 rushing yards, and he finished with 14 rushing touchdowns. He was a four-time Pro Bowler. He was the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2018. Uh, he finished also with a four-and-four record in the playoffs. Uh, you know, there there was a lot of criticism uh, from what I was hearing, from what I was watching on TV about uh, Andrew Luck wanting to retire. And the, the the fans in attendance that were at the game, and you could see it because they they showed it uh, they showed footage of it on on TV. The fans got the news as the Colts were playing in their preseason game, their their recent preseason game. The fans were getting the news because we all know with the way social media is nowadays, you cannot. Uh, you cannot just your your business is bound to get out there some way somehow, and uh, I guess when the fans were starting to get the news that Andrew Luck uh, had informed uh, owner Jim Irsay about the, his deci- his decision to retire, uh, the news broke out, and the fans you can see the fans in attendance uh, starting to get upset. There was there was actually one uh, uh, there was actually a man. Uh, I don't know if he was a teenager or not, but there was actually a man that was uh, visibly he was upset. He put he he pouted and he put his head down into his uh, into his lap. And then there was another guy uh, who was wearing an Andrew Luck jersey, I believe, and he took it off right in front of the camera. Um, I, I know it's got to be tough for the indie fans because when you look at where they were just couple of seasons ago when Andrew Luck missed all of 2017 with a uh, shoulder injury uh, it's got to be it's got to be definitely tough for uh, for coach fans because here's a guy that everyone viewed when they drafted when Indy drafted Andrew Luck back in 2012 with the number one overall pick here's a guy that everyone viewed in Indy that everyone viewed as a the next franchise quarterback but here's the thing, and, and most people got to understand, and I, it's not like I would know because I was very fortunate enough uh, throughout my uh, time when I was an athlete growing up as a, as a little kid and a teenager and finishing off what I did in high school. I was very fortunate enough to not have suffered really any big significant injury. And and people got to understand, Andrew Luck mentioned it in his press conference, and I did watch a little bit of that. Andrew Luck said that for the last four years of his career, he's just been in a constant cycle of injury, rehab, injury, rehab, injury, rehab. And mentally, and people got to understand, and and like I said, it's not like I would know, but people got to understand, mentally, that can, that can just, that can drain you of, of anything that, that is happening in your life. That can drain you mentally. And I, I was able to actually look at Andrew Luck's uh, his injury history. He he Andrew Luck did miss a lot of games. He did. He missed a lot of games in his career. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot because he did play quite a bit. But Andrew Luck did miss a 
a good number of significant amount of time. His injury history includes a, a kidney injury, a concussion, uh, a groin injury, uh, the shoulder that that made him miss all of 2017, and now he was starting to deal with calf and ankle issues. So there, there was really no guarantee that Andrew Luck was going to play a full season this year. I guarantee you, had Andrew Luck not made up the decision to retire, he probably would have not played. He probably would have not even played half of the season. Jacoby Brissett probably would have been their starter for half of the season because uh, ain't no telling how bad his calf was. Ain't no, there was no telling how bad his ankle was. But I have no, I have no hatred towards Andrew Luck. It's his decision to retire. I think a lot of the former uh, players, a lot of the analysts, they, they, they understand where Andrew's coming from because Andrew's Andrew Luck's only twenty nine years old. The 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 man is still relatively young. He can still look forward to a life. Uh, he still has a life to look forward to, and you know, here's the thing: the sports is, uh, you know, professional athletes. They that we all know, and, and especially the athletes know, it's a business. Uh, it's a it's a sports business. You're not guaranteed to be with the team that drafted you or what the team that takes you in. You're not guaranteed to be on that team. So nothing against Andrew Luck. I, I wish I wish Andrew the best, uh, the best in all of his future endeavors uh, going forward. But I still I know it's tough for Indy fans, especially after what Indy was starting to go through last year with their new head coach. And this year, Indy opened up with 15 to one odds to win this year's Super Bowl. And after Andrew Luck's announcement, they now open up with a 30 to one odds of winning this year's championship. So this brings me to my next my next biggest question is what is Indy going to do now at quarterback? I, I I've been hearing that Indy could possibly be looking at maybe adding a possible veteran to, to you know give that give that experience a factor into play because Jacoby Brissett as a starter he is not that good. He's five and twelve as a starter in the NFL. Uh, that that's the biggest question. What does Indy do now at quarterback? Do you bring in a veteran on a one-year deal and then, you know, possibly play the tanking game and try to go after a quarterback in next year's draft? Because here's the thing: for anyone that has that does follow uh, my my writing on the full press coverage for the Miami Dolphins, obviously you know Miami the the projected draft uh, for next year has them taking either Tua out of Alabama or Justin Herbert out of Oregon. So if you're Indy, do you possibly go and just play full-on tank for this year and try to get a quarterback to replace Andrew Luck? Because here's the thing. Nobody is going to ever replace a player's uh, what the player was able to accomplish for the city, for the organization, so be it. Nobody could ever replace that because nobody's ever going to replace what Peyton Manny did in Indy. Andrew Luck was never going to replace that. Andrew Luck could have possibly become the next type of Peyton Manny in Indy, but you're not going to replace what Peyton did in Indy. 
And, and it's just, it goes for all these great quarterbacks. For whenever Tom Brady decides to retire, no one's going to ever replace what Tom Brady was able to do in New England. So if you're Indy, and and if you're a, and, and I guess you can now say that they're a, they're a fuss, they're a frustrated fan base. What do you do now? Because obviously, the AFC South, that was probably going to be a division battle between you, you and Houston. So now you look at that division. You got a brand new quarterback for Jacksonville and Nick Foles. You got a uh, a quarterback and Marcus Mariota who who's kind of had an up and down career up to this point. Deshaun Watson is, uh, I, I still think Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's going to be a phenomenal athlete. He's just still got some some growing, he's still got a little bit of ways to go. And now you got an indie team who now may be looking at Jacoby Brissett. And, and here's the thing, and I, and I don't like to give up on players, but if you're indie, do you possibly look at Jacoby Brissett as your potential franchise franchise replacement? That, that's always a question because obviously now the mock drafts for next year's uh, draft, now they're all going to be altered because I don't think anybody, especially myself, I was not, I never expected that to happen. And this is a way to really, before the NFL 100th season kicks off, what a way to get news. What a way to get uh, something out there. Then one of the uh, one of the greats, I, and I and I and I will give that to Andrew. Uh, Andrew Luck, as as good of an athlete as he was, uh, he will f- probably surely be missed on the football field. And if he comes back one day, that's his decision. Uh, one thing I do like about Andrew Luck, and and I heard Matt Hasselback talking about this. Uh, I was watching a video clip of it. Uh, Andrew Luck was one of those guys, and I know m- m- most of you guys out there have probably seen this. Andrew Luck was just one of those guys that really enjoyed football. He really did. He really enjoyed the game of football. He enjoyed the locker room ap- atmosphere. He enjoyed the coaches. He enjoyed uh, he enjoyed obviously his teammates. Uh, Andrew Luck, like he just loved the game of football. If you watch those video clips of when Andrew Luck would get hit by de- uh, uh, an opposing defensive player, he would just congratulate them or he would just praise them for what they did. Andrew Luck, you never really saw Andrew Luck get mad, and, and that's the thing about football nowadays, uh, especially with the NFL. You know, a lot of people are, are making a big scene about you know. This the whole national and protest and and what has been going on the last few years uh, with the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick. Why can't we get more guys like Andrew Luck that just enjoy the game of football? And obviously, I think Andrew Luck knew that I I can't I can't he couldn't he couldn't play football like that for his entire career because at the end of the day. You always got to have something to fall back on because you can't expect to be doing something. Uh, you can't expect to do one thing for the rest of your life, especially in, in the sports world. It's tough when you are just always constantly hurt. And like I mentioned earlier, Andrew Luck said that in, in his uh, in his press conference and his retirement press conference, he mentioned to the media that for the last four years he was just. It, it was a cycle of the same thing, just injury, rehab, injury, rehab, injury, rehab. And mentally, he was wore out by it, and I could see it. 
I could see uh, how he would be wore out by it. Uh, but it, it, you know, it, it's a career that that was cut short, and we and we've seen that from time to time in the NFL. Uh, guys who have hung it up early in their career. Um, but I like I like I said, I wish nothing but the best for Andrew Luck going forward. I'm sure whatever Andrew decides to do, uh, he will he will succeed at it because Andrew Luck is a very smart man. Um, you know what I wouldn't mind seeing uh, from Andrew, and I don't know if he would ever even consider this. I wouldn't mind seeing Andrew uh, hop in the Monday Night Football booth because after the unexpected uh, coming out retirement for Jason Witten to go back to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, I would not mind seeing Andrew Luck go to the Monday Night Football booth. I think that would be a very cool opportunity for Andrew. But I'm sure Andrew right now, he what his main focus is, is just to get healthy and to spend time with his wife. Uh, so Andrew Luck will probably be going off the map for a little while. Hopefully he resurfaces and hopefully he does something with football. Because like I said, if we always had someone like Andrew Luck uh, who just loved the game of football, I think I think the NFL would be a better sport to watch because it does make it hard to watch when it's constantly a thing about every week about what the, the, the protest and the artists that that the NFL signs to these record deals or whatnot or or anything that the president uh, tweets about and it's just all this nonsense. Uh, but Andrew, uh, I I wish you the best going forward and your future endeavors. I hope that you can find something that makes you happy. Uh, it was a pleasure watching you on TV as a fan. It was uh, it was a pleasure seeing you on TV, the things you were able to accomplish in a short seven-year career. Uh, nothing but the best, my friend. Nothing but the best. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the Let's Talk Sports podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carl Mailer, and this is where we talk all things sports.